just heard the awful news I could steer around the rocks But they're busting down the dock Maximum security keeps on fighting War of Will is there too as they come to the final furlong It is Country House on the outside Maximum security so dead game We're off to the races, powered by The Racing Biz, your independent voice for racing and breeding in the Mid-Atlantic. On the web at theracingbiz.com. On the radio, on ESPN Richmond, it's off to the races. Here's Nick Hahn. Good morning. What do you say now on this Saturday morning? Yeah, there are a couple rocks uh, in the river. Got to move around. Lots of uh, maneuvering. Uh, as uh, we move forward here on Off to the Races, on today's show, we'll talk a little bit about the upcoming meet at Colonial Downs. No fans came out this week. Colonial Downs will race spectator free. And we'll talk a little bit about um, how that decision came about. A little disappointing for everybody uh, that wanted to come out and be part of the limited number of fans, maybe get uh, an opportunity to watch some of the races live. But that's the year we live in, 2020. So no fans at Colonial this week, but we have a great show with COVID hindering our ability to even cover horse racing this year. We are very much using a team uh, concept here. And Daryl Wood will join us here in just a few moments to update us. He's one of the few that has been able to maneuver a little bit uh, through the grounds at Colonial Downs. And Frank Vespi joins us after that with a view of racing in the Mid-Atlantic. We're going to talk a little bit on the home front this Saturday on Off to the Races. Karen Dennehy Godsey will join us in about 20 minutes. And a little bit after that, Ferris Allen. Uh, can't get more local in terms of trainers than uh, those two. Big supporters of the meet at Colonial Downs. And, of course, Derby Bill will join us in the last segment of the show. You heard Maximum Security uh, race call in the Kentucky Derby. Uh, a little tribute coming up in Derby Bill's segment. And Maximum Security races today in the San Diego Handicap. What a journey it is for this horse. I mean, this horse cannot race without some sort of delay or lawsuit, it seems. But he'll get his opportunity today under new trainer. I think he's, uh, if you look at his resume, he's a little bit accomplished. Bob Baffert uh, gets to start Maximum Security for the first time today out at Old Del Mar. But, um off to the races. Some of the racing PPs are out. The entries are out for the entire first three days, the first uh, week, if you will, at Colonial Downs. And uh, joining us now on Off to the Races, Daryl Wood. Good morning, Daryl. Good morning, Nick. And uh, with racing uh, upon us here, just two days away, opening day, 5.30, first race post time for the Thoroughbreds. Got a couple of, uh, it's a little bit of preseason there with the steeplechase races just before that to be run at 4 o'clock. Um, you've had the opportunity to to maneuver a little bit at Colonial Downs and get, um, you know, with your role working with the media, uh how odd is this meet and uh how normal is this meet you know with i guess watching from afar it could be uh maybe that maybe when you're watching on tv you won't see much change at all uh but you know tell us a little bit about what you've seen uh as as the track opens up well i mean to this point there's been nothing odd or unusual i mean uh the morning workouts have been uh, standard, uh, they go from six to ten every morning. It's been uh, going on for a couple, three weeks now. Uh, actually, had a really nice weather too. Some really nice mornings out there. But I think the oddity is going to come Monday at five thirty for the first race when there's nobody trackside. So that's going to be the unusual part. But uh, to this point now, uh, everything's been standard. Karen Godsey did a great interview with Channel Eight News yesterday, and they asked her about the same question, and she said, "Look, when the pandemic hit in mid March." Horses have to be fed. They've got to be exercised. They've got to be trained. They've got to race. So from that aspect of, of racing operations, from the backside, 
no changes at all. It's going to be, when we start racing with our people, uh, trackside Monday that's going to be unusual. Uh, the decision we had inklings about the fan situation uh, for those, that, you know, maybe yeah, racetrack is a pretty good venue to spread out. I mean, uh, you go to a lot of tracks during the midweek, and uh, I mean, you, you can be 10, 16, 26 feet away uh, from the nearest person. Uh, but the, the decision came out this week out of a precaution uh, or, or overabundance of caution, however you want to look at it. Uh, Colonial downs is fanless and they're not the only track doing that um for a thousand fans for the way the meet would be run with the change in the calendar um it it would have been a lot to mobilize to ensure the safety of spectators that would have shown up uh to watch racing Uh, you know tell us a little bit about maybe that decision and and you know maybe the consequences of it well, I mean, I think, uh, you know, they looked at tracks that have spectators uh, and others that don't like Saratoga and some other ones that aren't allowing spectators in. And I think it was just like you said, the abundance or just overabundance of caution. I mean, uh, they want to make sure that the meet is, is run safely. Um, is you know, I'm sure you talked about last week, the jockey colony has become uh, very local now. So instead of riders uh, riding in Maryland one day and Kentucky the next and maybe Virginia, a couple days later, the jockeys that are running a Colonial Downs are going to be based here. So there's a group of about 30 riders uh, that will race primarily here only. So I think in just uh, with all the precautionary measures, uh, if all the energies can be taken and focused on those, they have a safe meet, kind of treat this year as kind of a pause, and then continue and grow next year, I think, is the attitude. It's a tribute to the meat that Colonial Downs has become, whether it was by design or accident. It, 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 it's, it, it certainly wasn't the, the thinking back in the day when 150 days of horse racing was, was first contemplated. But it, it's become a boutique meet. And if you look at the jockeys, CeCe Lopez, who, by the way, turned 60, um, born in 1960, he turned 60 here uh, in just a couple of weeks. You have uh, Force Boyce coming in. Uh, I mean, what, Alberto Delgado, uh, you know, who's kind of out of that CC Lopez era is coming. Uh, of course, Trevor McCarthy and Katie Davis, uh, his fiance, are coming. Um, you know, we, but there'll be a lot of new jockeys that we'll have to kind of uh, learn pretty quickly about. Uh, a lot of them we know, but it's always kind of been a little bit of a, of a breakthrough meet. If you look at the trainers that are coming to Colonial Downs, uh, you have Michael Matz, you have Michael Stidham coming back, Trembetta, uh, of course, we're the regulars with Karen Dennehy and, and Ferris Allen, who, who are loyal supporters of the meet. Susan Cooney has horses in. Uh, David Nunn is back. Patrick Noosh, Sarah Nagel. So, I mean, despite, whether they just decided to move forward with the plans as they were until some of this late-breaking uh, constriction sort of surface. The meet has attracted a pretty good pool of jockeys, pretty good pool of trainers, and, and a lot of horses, from what I understand, on the backstretch. Yeah, looking for uh, when things really ramp up here next week. Uh, they're hoping for 600, if not more, horses in the backstretch. And again, you talk about the safety precautions, but you know, every horse has got a, a, not just a trainer, jockey, and owner, but an exercise rider and a groom and a hot walker. And, and feed people and blacksmiths and vets. So the number of people that are interacting with these 600 horses, um, the safety measures are pretty intense. Uh, uh, but, yeah, the, as far as the jockey trainer colony, uh, yeah, definitely it's going to be fun seeing some new riders. Got some bad news here from a couple of guys that have planned to come here, but uh, Sheldon Russell got hurt a bit ago. Daniel Centeno, one of yep. the top jocks last year, got hurt as well. So that's going to be a bit of a hit. But Trevor McCarthy, last year's leading rider, Right now, he's uh, 30th leading rider in the country. He's based at Colonial for the meet. And you mentioned Forrest Boyce, uh, a fan favorite and, uh, and a great rider as well. Uh, so, yeah, it should be, uh, it's going to be interesting for sure. I started listed trainer, listing trainers, and, of course, uh, once you start a list, you kind of have to complete it. But, yeah, Graham Motion, <laughs> I left off that list. Arnold Delacour, um, Lacey Gaudet, you know, some, some of these other trainers. So the trainers are showing up, the horses are showing up, and, and we're getting a, a pretty good uh, Hamilton Smith a trainer, too. Uh, 
Phil Schoenthal. You know, all these trainers are, are, are going to be supporting the meet at Colonial Downs. So, uh, Daryl, anything live, late breaking from Colonial uh, late week? Uh, and, you know, what are your expectations for opening day? No, I just really want to encourage people that, uh, you know, there, it, there's, it's called spectator free. Uh, so you, there's nobody that's going to be trackside or in the grandstand seats, but there is. The Jockey Club dining room has got extremely limited seating opportunities, part of the Rosie's indoor gaming experience. But there are tables for two, and they're very limited. So if fans want to come out, they, uh, I encourage them to go to the website, ColonialDance.com, uh, click on the events uh, listing, and the, the seats are 10 bucks each, tables for two, but in very, very limited supply. And, again, you can bet the Colonial races at, at 11 different ways or spots in Virginia. You've got the Rosie's Gaming Emporiums in Richmond, New Kent, Hampton, and Vinton. You've got the off-track betting centers in the bars in Breakers, which is in Henrico, uh, in Chesapeake at Buckets Bar and Grill, and in Martinsville at the Windmill OTB. And, of course, the four online companies as well, TVG, Express Bet, Twin Spires, and Naira Bet. So there's still lots of ways to engage with the races, um, you know, the start on Monday. Yeah, certainly take advantage of that with it being 98 degrees, at least, uh, you know, that's maybe a good excuse not to show up as well. So uh, thanks, Daryl. We're going to move forward. Be safe on that bike. (laughs) Have a great show, (laughs) Daryl Wood joining us on Off to the Races this morning. We're going to turn quickly here to Frank Vespi of theracingbiz.com. It's been great to have Frank on the the last several weeks here as uh, he is in full recovery mode here. And uh, Frank, thanks for uh, joining us on Off to the Races this morning. Uh, What's what's happening with with the racing biz? And good morning. Top of the morning, Nick. How's everything today? You must be excited that uh, that Colonial's about to open. Oh, I've, we're in the race. We're in the PPs. We're in the DRF. We're in the Brisnet. We're uh, it, it's going to be more of a paper uh, project, a lot more uh, paper research or on-screen research than probably in previous years. But hey, I'll do my best. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know what? How do? What are your thoughts on the meet coming up? I wanted to kind of touch on something here. I just saw this briefly before we came on the air. Luis Rivera up at Monmouth Park last night pulled off the trifecta now trifectas happen of course all the time in racing but not like this not only is he the owner not only is he the trainer but he was also the jockey of strawberry red last night uh, up at monmouth park uh you know congratulations to him that's a, that's a rare feat uh owner trainer uh, probably exercise rider as well as you would suspect uh but congratulations to him what's uh thoughts on that and maybe uh you know what's happening with the racing biz this week I'll go you one better on that story. That was the second time this week that uh, in a race in the Mid-Atlantic, there was an owner-trainer jockey that won. Uh, earlier in the week, Kirsten Swan won at um, at Delaware Park with a horse that she owned, trained, and rode. So uh, it's a, I don't know that I've ever heard of that happening until this week, and then it happened twice in two tracks that are within an hour or two of each other. So, so a really kind of weird, random thing. But I mean, it's it it's cool to see because I think. For many reasons, but one of them is it's getting harder and harder for the little guy in this business now, as any trainer will tell you, with, with, for any number of reasons, but more and more horses are getting sort of focused or, or, concentrated in a smaller number of trainers, the so-called super trainers, and and you have them at every track, the guy or or woman who has 100 horses and is winning 25%, and that really puts the squeeze on the trainer that's got just a handful of horses. And in the case of uh, Rivera, who who did it last night, he he said he started training because he needs something to do after after he can't ride anymore, he's I think in his fifties, and uh, and he's got one horse. That's it. That's the horse he's got. So pretty neat to see him get a win there. Pretty neat to see Kirsten Swan get a win earlier this week, and and I'm sure there were some uh, some little bit of celebration. And the good news is, you know, historically or traditionally, the jockey has to buy donuts for the barn after after a win. <laughs> but I guess you don't have to buy donuts for yourself if you do all the jobs. 
Yeah, may may want us to. Well, now I was wondering: is is Luis Rivera? Is that Jose Rivera? Will be riding at Colonial Downs. I've, I've, I've given up on the family connections, and because I did a little overreach with um, Trevor McCarthy <laughs> a while back. But is that is that same family? Do we know that? I do not know that. I, I do yeah, not we'll have to that. look that up because he may have been buying donuts all along. You know, for uh, but for them. we'll you know, have the to other research issue- that. You know, on the jockey thing that that you uh, that Daryl alluded to, that that the colonies are going to be very insular now because you can't travel the way jockeys have traditionally done throughout the Mid Atlantic. And and one of the other things that really has been brought home this week, and I have had the really misfortune of writing about it on the RacingBiz dot com, is man, it's a risky business, and we have seen just in the last couple weeks. Uh, five jockeys missed time with injuries and just in the mid-Atlantic. The most recent one was uh, Danny Centino, who had who was going to ride at Colonial. He had eight mounts on opening day. He's going to be out yeah. six weeks with an ankle injury. Um, you know, Sheldon Russell is another. Uh, Victor Carrasco. Fergal Lynch missed a day. He might miss a couple days, but he looks to be day-to-day. And then the other one was Rosario Montanez, who suffered a really serious injury and had to be taken to shock trauma in Baltimore, and he's going to be out for, he could be out for quite a while, or, you know, who knows how long he might be out. He he uh, um, suffered, I, I believe, broken bones in his back and, and really serious stuff. I mean, these guys, every time they get on the back of a horse, they are taking a risk the likes of which most of us never take it really it really is a case that makes it fascinating uh you know in terms of just covering the sport one of the facets of of this sport that's just you know the the jockeys and the way they work and and everything it's it, and and you know what they sacrifice in terms of providing this sport and the work for the horses uh it's it's really remarkable uh colonial downs is stake schedule um the van cleef didn't fill opening day but a, a couple of these virginia bred uh, stakes races are you know half filled the hansel looks like it's going to be a very entertaining race um you know, we have uh, the Edward P. Evans and the Camp Town coming up later in the week. Uh, you know, but the pretty good response at, at, at least Colonial uh, in terms of the cards and the three hundred forty thousand a day in average daily purses. Uh, you know, what do you anticipate for the meet looking forward? Well, I think one of the things that that will be good to see, and and this is sort of still early days of a project, but. I think with the Virginia Certified Program, which you're you're going to see those kinds of races, you know, these Virginia Stakes, they're going to get better and more competitive. I mean, I think what we what we had seen, you know, the couple of years those races decamped to Laurel, you tended in a lot of them to have one horse. You know, this horse will win, and then all the others are about the same with each other. But this horse is just better than those, and and I think you're going to see more and more competitive racing, which which uh, which is good. I mean, it's and it speaks to, and I think Karen Godsey will probably talk about this later. It speaks to how this Virginia certified program is bringing more and more horses into Virginia to to benefit from the program and to benefit from being raised there. So that that's I think a thing to keep an eye on. Um, I, I think it's just going to be interesting to see what the stake schedule looks like as we go forward and to see what kinds of horses they get. Um, may benefit a little bit, you know, the, like the Penn Mile was canceled this year, so there may be some horses that are hunting uh, graded black type that might show up in the Virginia Derby that, um, you know, they may benefit from that. But I think it's going to be interesting to see how, how the whole meet plays out. Everything is sort of up in the air this year everywhere, you know, not just there. And uh, as uh, they come, as Colonial comes online, I, you know, basically all of the tracks in the Mid-Atlantic now are racing. So it'll be interesting to see how that all sort of shakes out in this year of coronavirus. Yeah, it's certainly uh, a bug year like uh, like no other. Uh, I'm starting to put a little asterisk every time I write down 2020 because it does seem everything does have an asterisk this year in terms of racing. Frank, thanks for spending some time with us on Off to the Races, and uh, good luck talking soon. All right, sounds good. Thanks, Nick.
Great. Next picks will be uh, up here very shortly on um, the racingbiz.com. Derby Bill has his selections on next picks. Just kind of looking through some of the early cards, one of the things that Derby Bill did point out as soon as the card was uh, released for Wednesday is Farmington Road, a Belmont starter, is going to be in the uh, third race on Wednesday on the turf. So, uh, Certainly aspirations perhaps for the Virginia Derby there as Todd Pletcher switches his Belmont starter. Finished 21st in the Belmont Stakes. Um, quality road bread, uh, Kentucky bread. But Tyler Connor gets the mount there. So certainly we'll be looking at that um, N1X uh, $42,000 allowance race on Wednesday very closely. Uh, we mentioned Farmington Road. They ran the Haskell last week at Monmouth Park, uh, a major three-year-old uh, prep race towards the Kentucky Derby, and um, it turned out to basically uh, all the attention went to three horses, Dr. Post, Bob Baffert's Authentic, and, uh, and New York Traffic, and they put on a pretty good race in the Haskell. There's been some excellent finishes, and here is, uh, here is the call of the Haskell. Authentic takes him past the three-eighth pole, in front by a length. He's doing it effortlessly thus far. New York traffic, hard-ridden, trying to cling to him. Dr. Post switches to the outside of Jesus' team. They turn for home. Authentic by a length. New York traffic won't go away. He's trying hard, and Dr. Post finding his best drive, but has five to make up. Authentic just breezing through the stretch. Opens up to lead it by three lengths. New York traffic trying so hard, and he is closing the gap now. Here comes New York traffic after Authentic. Authentic, New York traffic are going to hit it together. Here it is. Photo finish, Authentic and New York traffic. Yeah, that was a very thrilling finish. You know, uh, Baffert and Mike Smith just held on there, giving Authentic to win, but a great run by New York traffic there. Uh, Almost got up there. It's going to be hard to separate those two. The the question out of the Haskell was how much did Mike Smith – know that he had it he was he was well out in front uh two and a half lengths and ended up just winning by the smallest of noses there so um you know how much of that was saving authentic and how much of that was can he get the mile and a quarter that's probably be answered in the derby but just taking a quick lo- look at the derby standings uh tis the law and authentic have certainly separated uh themselves in terms of points uh they're both now well over 200 um honor ap and new New York traffic. You saw the race there. You can't really separate New York traffic and authentic, but so much. Uh, and then maybe perhaps the uh, you know art collector uh, there. And you know then then it kind of you know then it gets deep. You know then you start running into uh, you know that that is like a core five right there. And then you start running in the horses like Doctor Post and uh, Country Grammar and Max Player and even Swiss Skydiver, the filly who won't be in the Derby, but um, you know. The those are kind of a lot of uh, longer shots at that point in the Derby standings. We're going to go to break on off to the races. When we come back, Eagle Point Farms, Karen Dennehy Godsey, Ashland, and Patrick Henry High School graduate uh, joins us on off to the races next. Stay tuned. People are doing it. What is he doing? What are you doing? Check out the podcasts of your favorite shows and hosts and listen whenever and wherever you want by downloading the ESPN Richmond app. I just hope you know what you're doing. Or online at ESPNRichmond.com. Live racing has resumed at Maryland Jockey Club. The summer 2020 meet is currently being conducted Fridays and Saturdays at Laurel Park under the industry's most stringent health and safety protocols. Although Laurel Park is closed to the general public, fans can watch and wager on the action at laurelpark.com and on the First Bet app, the official betting app of the Maryland Jockey Club. First race post time is 12.40 p.m. For more information on the summer 2020 racing schedule, visit www.laurelpark.com. Did you know Geico's now offering an extra 15% credit on car and motorcycle policies? That's 15% on top of what Geico could already save you. So what are you waiting for? Your dentist to actually believe you? And you're flossing every day. Absolutely. Great. Um, And you're cutting down on your sweets? Of course. (laughs) Wonderful. Then I don't even need to look in there. Great. See you in six months. There's never been a better time to switch to Geico. Save an extra 15% when you switch by October 7th. Limitations apply. Visit geico.com for details. VirginiaHorseRacing.com. 
across Virginia from the Tidewater to the Shenandoah Valley, from the summer thoroughbred season at Colonial Downs in New Kent to the fall harness meet at Shenandoah Downs in Woodstock, from steeplechase meets like the Virginia Gold Cup at Great Meadow or Foxfield or Middleburg, or Montpelier to point-to-point race action on virginiahorseracing.com. Find them on Facebook. It's a great resource. In addition to live races, Virginia residents can wager horse racing online seven days a week via four Virginia Racing Commission-approved industry partner sites, tvg.com, expressbet.com, twinspires.com, and nyrabets.com. Find out more at virginiahorseracing.com. A new college semester is right around the corner. Whether your student is heading back to campus or taking online classes from home, it's a great time to upgrade their mattress to ensure they're getting the rest they need for a successful school year. The Original Mattress Factory offers high-quality, hand-built mattresses at a factory-direct price. We can deliver anywhere in the U.S., or you can pick up any model in any standard size at any of our factory locations. Twin extra-long mattresses are also available. Visit OriginalMattress.com to learn more. Ashland's Eagle Point Farm, located in Richmond's rich traditional thoroughbred country, an area that produced the immortal Secretariat. Eagle Point Farm graduates excel at racetracks throughout the Mid-Atlantic, but race at Colonial Downs with a home field advantage. Now managed by Karen Dennehy-Gotze, Eagle Point Farm is in its third generation of breeding, breaking, raising, and racing thoroughbreds. You can see why their 44-stall barn stays near capacity. Their developing horses train on a four-and-a-half furlong irrigated training track. Licensed trainers, experienced riders. In the return of racing at Colonial Downs in 2019, Eagle Point Farms captured the $100,000 Tyson Gilpin Stakes with What the Beep. It's What the Beep who comes up calling after the lead. English Harris tries to battle on toward the inside, but What the Beep has all the momentum, and What the Beep wins the Tyson Gilpin. 200 acres of paddocks, round pens, gallops, and care. Ask about the Virginia Certified Residency Program and have your thoroughbreds take flight at Eagle Point Farm in Ashland and online at EaglePointFarm.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram using at ESPN Richmond. Keeping you up to date 24-7. We are 99.5 and 102.7 ESPN. Uphill battle on the outside to put a nose in front. English Harris counters right back toward the inside. Just in behind them. Looms what the beep who starts trying to make up some ground. In between horses is Solarte. Down the outside comes Pink Pearl. Final furlong time now. English Harris uphill battle. Here's what the beep coming in between runners. In the lime green colors is on the outside Solarte. It's what the beep who comes up calling after the lead. English Harris tries to battle on toward the inside, but what the beep has all the momentum and what the beep wins the Tyson Gilpin. One of the more memorable moments of the meet last year was when What the Beep, What the Beep, won the uh, Tyson Gilpin at Colonial Downs on opening weekend, uh, uh, the grand opening as it turned out, uh, the second grand opening of 2.0, and uh, What the Beep just is back. And uh, joining us on Off to the Races, someone that knows what the beat very, very well is Karen Dennehy-Godsey. Karen, thanks for joining us on Off to the Races this morning. <laughs> Good to be here. Uh, tell us, uh, I know you were excited about last year uh, with with uh, the meet coming back and then you had such a great uh, w- first week with uh, with what the beep and Braxton almost uh, getting into the winter circle for you as well uh, you know now that you've kind of gone through the cycle of the first meet you know uh, you know tell us a little bit about your anticipation of of the upcoming meet as as strange as it might be in 2020. Yeah, 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 strange is an understatement. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, it's, of course, exciting. It's always exciting to be here. It's, you know, um, our home track. And, you know, for me, not being um, stabled at a racetrack year-round and just, you know, being a breaking and training center, you know, it's a little excitement to be able to, um, you know, race our own horses um, and the ones that we bring along because, you know, we get them ready and then we send them to other people and, you know, you, you watch them on the computer and the TV and, you know, get the results on how they do. But at least here, you kind of, you know, get to see, you know, everybody's uh, hard work kind of um, come together. So so that's always fun. And, and there are so many owners that uh, are local to me and, 
you know, my family and friends and we all get to be here. So, you know, especially last year with what the beat being a, a homebred and sentimental and winning the first stake back um, with the reopening, which we all, you know, um, rallied for was, uh, and to have everybody here just, you know, it just makes it so memorable. So to go into this year, knowing that, you know, I'll be out there by myself rooting her on is, is, is odd. <laughs> I'm excited, but I'm also a little depressed about that part about it. I'm sure you can make up for the crowd, uh, especially, you know, we know a little bit about those Ashland female trainers, how loud they can get. Uh, not only you, you know, but <laughs> the year for us. So, <laughs> I was out there uh, a Sunday or two ago uh, up at Eagle Point just kind of having the opportunity. I, to this, It's July 25th. It's 1030 on Saturday morning, and I still don't know what kind of coverage I'll be able to provide at Colonial Downs in person. Um, mm-hmm. But So I took the opportunity to kind of come up and try and see some of, the, some of these uh, outfits in Virginia before they went to Colonial. Usually I'm there when, when you arrive. <laughs> But the, uh, uh, but you know, there. I, I mean, that, that was a very happy farm on that Sunday, despite the heat. I mean, I literally <laughs> saw horses chest bumping each other out there. Um, I mean, yeah. uh, the turnaround at Eagle Point has has really been. I mean, significant. Uh, you know, I know a lot of that is with the residency program, but I, I mean, this is not the Eagle Point of ten years ago. Fifteen. I mean, this is this is a robust uh, farm with uh, with a lot of happy horses on it. You know, tell us about Eagle Point. Right. Yeah. I mean, I you know I took over in two thousand five, so um, I can't believe it's been you know fifteen years. Um, but, you know, I mean, Colonial Downs, you know, if you look at uh, the the past track, you know, it was kind of the class of horses that was kind of going down. And, you know, the, the farm, all of us around there, you know, we, we kind of, you know, had that same, um, I guess, class of horses, you know, sometimes. And, and, you know, with the residency program, with Virginia coming back um, with, you know, this kind of meat that's, you know, more high-end, attracting you know, better outfits and better horses. It's kind of done the same for everybody, you know, around. I mean, it's not just me. It's all the Virginia farms, um, you know, and that, that's a great thing. Um, you know, being down at Colonial Downs as well, I was able to make a lot of connections, uh, meet a lot of people, you know, and I start getting their horses and they see how my horses are turned out. And, you know, you generate your business from there. And, and you know, I've been very, very blessed to make a lot of contacts and, um, you know, get in with some really good people that are, you know, true good horsemen and um you know care about their horses and let me do my job and you know it just it works for everybody so looking at the uh the first week at colonial downs looks like you have six uh coming in some two-year-olds uh as well uh kelly green on opening day um is going to run what the beep in the camp town stakes on wednesday wednesday is going to be a very entertaining card through and through um you know what what can we look at uh i I actually i see now that it must be my lucky day is cross-centered but um yeah you know so you got five horses uh the first week of uh five saddlings uh you know what do you think about you know what what might we expect uh, opening week from these five? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, with my with my two year old first time starters, obviously nobody knows um, with with first timers, and you know, being uh, somebody that trains off the track, I mean, I was at the tra- at the farm and just got in here, you know, um, last week. So you know, my horses are still getting you know settled into the backside. So you know, luckily we get can get them pretty far along at the farm um and it's just up to their mentalities to see how they handle track life once we get here um and and both of my starters have been wonderful um you know they got their gate cards right away they worked over this um uh track with no issue um to let me know that their fitness carried over um you know kelly green you look at her you look at her family i mean she's a half to call me kenny who's won about half a million and um everything else in the family you know, is has won. You know, um, you know, hundred thousand, eight hundred thousand. I mean, eight eighty thousand. Um, and then my other starter, Daisy's Doc. Uh, his half brother is a little horse called Channel Cat. So, you know, there's there's a lot of family backing behind them. They seem to have a lot of class. So, you know, we'll we'll just see what happens. Um, Ipsy's what for one. What do you what do you think for it must be my lucky day will you will you run uh in the evans or or on tuesday and any thought yet 
Tuesday. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, maybe cutting out there a little bit. Let, go. Let's, oh. go ahead. Can, can you hear me? Yes. Go ahead. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, the reason I cross entered is because you know, um, emboldens a tough horse, and that horse is in the Jersey Derby um, tomorrow. So, you know, he might run there. Um, you know, we don't really know if the Pletcher horse will come down. So, you know, if it if it hangs this short field, you know, we look really smart. Um, if everybody stays in there, we we don't. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it was just kind of like, a, you know, you want to run for, you know, third or fourth for 60000 or you want to stay in, you know, the conditioned nickel race, which, you know, in its own right is a bunch of tough old horses in there. So, um, you know, we, we, we got to figure that one out. Um, but uh, we're either going to look really smart or really dumb. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I, I think you've already proven your smarts when it comes to horse sense. Uh, certainly did that last year and in, in, in the years leading up. Good luck in the meet, and uh, we'll Thank be watching you. and looking forward to uh, to all your starters. Uh, and and good luck. Oh, thank you so much. Great. Karen Denny Godsey, uh, who was among the first to, to bring horses into Colonial Downs last week. She's, uh, they're looking forward to having a, a big meet, and uh, you can see why. Um, on, um, off, off to the races, uh, let's see. Uh, let me just check in. Mitchell, I didn't hear that last piece. So are we... Oh, okay. All right. We're going to take a break here on Off to the Races. When we come back, we'll get with Ferris Allen and uh, talk about his role and his interest, uh, always uh, producing good starters at Colonial Downs, leading trainer, perennial leaning trainer. He'll be next on Off to the Races. Did you miss a special guest? Were you unable to tune in for your favorite show? Don't worry at all, my friend. Listen to our podcast whenever you want, wherever you want. By downloading the ESPN Richmond app or online at ESPNRichmond.com. Diamonds Direct's largest, longest, and most lavish sale ever is going on right now. Imagine the biggest jewelry trunk show you've ever seen. Times 10. With 20% savings across the board. Rings, earrings, pendants, bands, bracelets. Best prices of the year. The latest styles and trends. Every piece of fashion jewelry on sale. Thousands of engagement rings, too. No rules apply during this event. Everything goes. Now through August 2nd only. And only at Diamonds Direct. Open Sunday. Short Pump, West Broad Village. Do not hire Franklin and Sons Electrical. The guy told me he'd shrink my monthly bill, and I'm like, dude, it's too small to read as it is. No matter how hard you work for your small business, online reviewers will find something to complain about. Then he's like, where's the circuit breaker? I'm like, bro, I didn't break anything. And while Progressive can't save you from these trolls, we can help you save money on commercial auto and business insurance. He told me I had a blown fuse. Uh, It's called a short fuse. And yes, I do have one. So watch yourself. Get a quote online today at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliated and third-party insurers. Introducing Peacock, the new free streaming service from NBC Universal, And the only one that's trending. Up to date, around the clock, what you need from who you know. With storm fronts, stand-ups, live news, and points of view. And that's nightly news. I'm Lester Holt. And that's why you can't not watch. Peacock. Watch for free. Upgrade for more. Stream now at PeacockTV.com. Content availability may vary over time. VirginiaHorseRacing.com Across Virginia, from the Tidewater to the Shenandoah Valley, from the summer thoroughbred season at Colonial Downs in New Kent to the fall harness meet at Shenandoah Downs in Woodstock, from steeplechase meets like the Virginia Gold Cup at Great Meadow or Foxfield or Middleburg, or Montpelier to point-to-point race action on virginiahorseracing.com. Find them on Facebook. It's a great resource. In addition to live races, Virginia residents can wager horse racing online seven days a week via four Virginia Racing Commission-approved industry partner sites. TVG.com, ExpressBet.com, TwinSpires.com, and NYRABets.com. Find out more at VirginiaHorseRacing.com. Live racing has resumed at Maryland Jockey Club. The summer 2020 meet is currently being conducted Friday and Saturdays at Laurel Park under the industry's most stringent health and safety protocols. Although Laurel Park is closed to the general public, fans can watch and wager on the action at laurelpark.com and on the First Bet app. It's the official betting app of the Maryland Jockey Club. 
First race post time is 12.40 p.m. For more information on the summer 2020 racing schedule, visit www.laurelpark.com. ESPN Richmond is an Urban One radio station, minority controlled and operated, and serving the African American community for over 40 years. This is 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. When you're in college, sleep is important, but thanks to your studies and busy schedule, you might not be getting as much rest as you need. That old mattress you've had since you were a kid, though, it's just not cutting it. Upgrade your sleep experience with a locally made, hand built mattress from the original Mattress Factory. We offer a variety of mattresses, including twin extra long, to suit every comfort preference and to fit every budget. And we deliver right to you. Visit an OMF store near you or go to OriginalMattress.com to learn more. At the Original Mattress Factory, we don't just have a low-pressure sales approach, we have a no-pressure sales approach. At OMF, you'll never feel pressure to buy when you're not ready. You can feel free to shop around, test out our mattresses as many times as you need to, and quiz our team on anything about the mattress industry. We're here to help make your mattress buying experience better, not pressure you into a purchase you're not ready to make. Stop by an OMF store today to experience the no-pressure Original Mattress Factory difference for yourself. Ashland's Eagle Point Farm, located in Richmond's rich traditional thoroughbred country, an area that produced the immortal Secretariat. Eagle Point Farm graduates excel at racetracks throughout the Mid-Atlantic, but race at Colonial Downs with a home field advantage. Now managed by Karen Dennehy-Gotti, Eagle Point Farm is in its third generation of breeding, breaking, raising, and racing thoroughbreds. You can see why their 44-stall barn stays near capacity. They're developing horses trained on a four and a half furlong irrigated training track. Licensed trainers, experienced riders. In the return of racing at Colonial Downs in 2019, Eagle Point Farms captured the $100,000 Tyson Gilpin Stakes with What the Beep. It's What the Beep who comes up calling after the lead. English Harris tries to battle on toward the inside, but What the Beep has all the momentum, and What the Beep wins the Tyson Gilpin. 200 acres of paddocks, round pens, gallops, and care. Ask about the Virginia Certified Residency Program and have your thoroughbreds take flight at Eagle Point Farm in Ashland and online at eaglepointfarm.com. You can't put maximum security on a 65 to 1 country house. Raise your mint julep and grab your best gal in her big hat and gauzy summer blouse. And we're back on Off to the Races. I just kind of discovered that right before the show. Uh, another uh, Daryl Wood uh, contri- uh, contribution, I should say, uh, to Off to the Races is uh, where uh, maximum security running today. And um, now Bob Baffert taking over for uh, Jason Service, who was indicted on dope-related charges. And... Uh, <laughs> In that is the in the mix of all that is that twenty million dollar purse on uh, Leap Day uh, this year in the Saudi Cup. So uh, new rider uh, Abel uh, Abel uh, Sadio will be the jockey on uh, Maximum Security Day. It's Maximum Security Day in that six horse uh, San Diego handicap later on. But want to bring on right now Ferris Allen who uh, is joining us on Off to the Races and he. He has a full uh, slate on this opening week at uh, Colonial Downs with, um, I think, four starters, I think I saw. Let me just pull that up here quickly uh, in that first week. Yeah, there are four, and, uh, including uh, two, one in each race. So he'll be saddling horses back-to-back to open up the meet with no knock rate and Nicolar um, in the first two races. Ferris joins us on Off to the Races this morning. Good morning, Ferris. Nick, good morning to you. Thanks for uh, coming on board. Got to take care of uh, maybe one of the biggest questions uh, we'll ask you through this whole interview. Uh, how did uh, Grandson Terrific uh, do last night in the baseball game? Well, we were down four to three in the top of the second in the thunderstorm one. Oh, brother. <laughs> That's 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 straight out of that's straight out of like Derby Bill. That's something like he would say. And if if you don't believe me, here's Derby Bill, who can uh, attest. I'm sure he's been rain struck a few times. Derby Bill. Hey, Ferris's little kids team could beat the Orioles. 
Well, Der- Derby Bill, you might just be a human lightning rod. I'm not sure. <laughs> That's Derby Bill uh, listening in. Uh, Ferris, just first off, before we get into some of the handicapping here and and uh, get Derby Bill's uh, selections, just wanted, you know, this meet 2020, it's been such a unique year. Colonial comes back uh, and even comes back stronger this year. It's, if you look at the horse population uh, and the attention that it's got, uh, all the difficulties from jockey colony, from pop positive tests uh, amongst jockeys across the country from, um, you know, fans not being able to attend the races from Laurel going dark for whatever it was uh, a a month, six weeks. I know it seemed like an eternity for you guys. Um, You know, tell us a little bit about how this year has treated you and how you've uh, adapted. Well, you know, this pandemic is no, you know, it's no light thing, and we all take it seriously. And and you know, part of the issue that we have is is horses need daily care, and so you know, so we've got you know quite a deal. We're uh, as essential as it gets. Our whole crew has been working throughout, and for a long time wasn't able to race, but uh, we did a good job of keeping our horses ready, and and we're back in gear now, and 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 happy with how we've come through the pandemic personally and and uh and we're just delighted to be able to race at laurel and now coming to colonial and and delaware parks done a nice job of getting back to going so i mean a lot of people have had to think on their feet through all of this uh through all this stuff and make adjustments and, and i think the racing industry you know deserves accolades for for the way they've done the best job possible of keeping going that's i mean it almost you almost have to it, it, in handling a horse it, it, it's hard you know not to do you know the best job possible in in terms of you know what it what it means to them uh, t- t- colonial coming up here has have you, how do you handle the transition um Especially in this day and age, you know, in terms of jockey assignments, and uh, you know, have have you uh, have has the colony, the Yay Ferris Allen colony, arrived at Colonial yet? And if if not, you know, when, when do you think you'll be moving moving down? No, our invasion starts tomorrow. Nick will uh, be bringing the first group in there tomorrow, and uh, we have uh, you know tried and true staff that'll be coming with them. We're very happy with the team we've assembled. Uh, we're also delighted that uh, we've got Trevor McCarthy coming to town for the meet. Um, he's probably the best rider on the East Coast outside of New York, and uh, we're lucky to have him. And we got word uh, yesterday that George Ruiz is going to be riding the meet, and he's a name that uh, a lot of you may not have heard, but he's a fine young rider, an Argentinian much like uh, Derby Bill's man Caramanos, and uh, you'll enjoy watching him ride for the meet too. Yeah, uh, he had a decent meet at Colonial Downs a few years, or maybe it was before um, before the you know the large shutdown at Colonial. But I remember him having a, a pretty good meet at Colonial and, and using him on a lot of selections. Uh, got some, maybe they were Ferris Allen mounts, maybe that's why. But um, I remember using him on on several horses there. So that's that's good to hear. With Colonial Downs, you mentioned Derby Bill. We have um, you know there's so many memories that you must have of the place. Um, you know, certainly winning the race that was named in honor of your dad was a, was a memorable moment. Uh, you know, what do you, what do you think about Colonial? You know, moving, ba- you know, going back. Uh, what, what comes to mind when when the season opens at Colonial for you? Well, you know, probably nobody has fonder memories of Colonial than I do, and uh, and I'm very thankful for that. Um, it's been a wonderful place for me and for my family. And, and extended family and and all of uh, my friends and colleagues. So we're delighted that it's back up and running. And once again, the Colonial Downs folks have done a terrific job to pull this meet off this year so that we're having racing. And uh, it, it's it's a feather in their cap because they, they could have just said no thank you to this year. And, uh, and hopefully this stuff will be passed us next year and we'll be on a real upwardly upward trajectory after this year i want to give uh, derby bill an opportunity here to just maybe ask you a question or two or just share a thought uh derby bill go ahead 
Oh, yeah, I follow Ferris. Uh, obviously, as most people can, you can uh, plug them in year-round. Uh, our horse called Bright Dawn won a nice stakes race for you up at uh, West Virginia, you know, kind of dirt horse, so I don't think he'll be bringing him down to Colonial, but I know your uh, attention is divided this year only because of the jockey scene. Uh, obviously, uh, some of the jocks aren't coming, like, Caramonis will not be able to talk to me, but then again, most of the time when I did an interview with Argentina jockeys, I couldn't understand them, and they couldn't understand me either. Well, yeah, if you think Caramonis had a problem with language, wait till you try to interview Ruiz. It won't happen. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you have Sir, a little hey, bit. His best comment I ever heard was, I win, I win. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah, Ferris. Uh, maybe just taking a look at the the opening week here. You got No Knock Raid, Nicolar, uh, River Trap, and uh, just chill out uh, on Wednesday in the in the seventh race there. Uh, you know what, what other you know what are your hopes for those horses and and maybe uh, you know anything for us to look at coming out of your barn uh, for the rest of the meet. Well, um, we think we have some horses that are going to fit fit the meet real nicely um uh nick Lar, i hope is at the top of that list she is a uh maryland bred virginia certified philly um so she's in a certified race on opening night um we bought her as a as a yearling with this program in mind and uh and and we're hoping for a good good opening night out of her uh no not great it'll be competitive opening night uh he'll probably uh, be somewhat of a price two or three horses that figure over him um, and then uh, the second night we've got a got a filly that'll be double tough named uh, River Trap uh, she's a nice filly belongs to some, some wonderful uh, Ocala uh, connections the, the grassroots uh, two year old and training people own her and, and they're wonderful people to deal with so so we're, look, we're looking forward to getting underway, and we hope we have some, some more nice horses later on. It, don't get me wrong, it's going to be very tough with uh, with uh, Stenham and, and Ness targeting the meet. And I see Mike Trompetta's got three in opening night. So uh, uh, there's going to there's going to be a lot of nice horses run there during this meet. What do you what do you make of that? It's it's uh, you know you see these trainers now. It's been a colonial. Is, it's a little bit off the road. You know our our first track south is in Florida, and our first track east is in Europe somewhere. You know Kentucky, West. You know Maryland. You know as you move north, you see more tracks. But it, it's been a little bit off the road, a little bit of a secret perhaps nationally. And, and now you're starting to see some of the you know the bigger outfits moving in. Um, you, you used to be the perennial you know by far leading trainer of the meet i'm sure you're the leading trainer in terms of all-time wins at colonial downs i haven't looked it up but i feel pretty confident in saying that uh you know what what do you it gets tougher you see you know these big outfits coming in you know does that make you gear up a little bit more does that get the competitive juices flowing in terms of having your horses ready well you know we can only do what we can do and, you know, and we have to uh, handle what we have in our stable or on our roster as best we can. And, uh, you know, some years you're more loaded than others, you know. And, and uh, uh, you know, during our peak years at Colonial, we were carrying, uh, you know, around 50, 60 horses. Now, you know, we're smaller. We carry 25 to 30. And, and an outfit like, uh, like Ness, who's at least twice that size and, and – and uh, Mike Stidham, who's more than twice that size and very well funded, they simply, uh, you know, have more firepower than us. So you know, we have to rely a little bit on our dial to compete with them at this uh, at this stage of things. Uh, but you know, we think we know the lay of the land at Colonial better than anybody, and uh, you know, and, and we'll you know look forward to going toe to toe with those guys. Yeah, that's. It sounds like he's 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 ready. Sounds like he's ready to to handle um, the racing at Colonial and and the tougher the tougher it gets every year. Ferris, uh, thanks for joining us on Off to the Races this morning. We appreciate it and good luck this week uh, with the entries that you have. Hello. Yes, Ferris. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was just saying good luck and uh, moving forward and uh, this week and we appreciate you coming on Off to the Races.
might have might have dropped him here, but uh, sounded like he was traveling a little bit. But uh, yeah, Derby Bill still here, and uh, we've got some stakes races in front of us. We want to get to, so let's maybe Derby Bill start out with uh, the Hansel here. The first stakes race on the card uh, has eight horses leading up, uh, coming into the race, and including Ruiz, uh, uh, jockey on Merchant of Hope. Uh, this is for uh, two-year-olds uh, going five and a half furlongs on the dirt. They did not race this race at Colonial Downs last year, but you see all the trainers that have shown up for this race. Stidham, Contreras, Cooney, Gaudet, Trombetta, Schoenthal, you know, all putting horses into uh, the Hansel. What are, your, what are your thoughts on the five and a half furlong sprint? Yeah, the only one didn't show up was uh, Gretel, Hansel and Gretel. <laughs> Yeah, Hansel, of course, was won the Preakness in the in the um, Belmont, I believe, back in 1991. Uh, very was had a chance to visit him up at Lazy Lane before he passed away, and um, certainly uh, a, a magnificent. I mean, he he still had the body on him uh, at age 25, I believe. So, uh, but you know, have you had a chance to go through this field, and and you know, do you have any? Inklings, uh, David Ross, a perennial leading owner at Colonial Downs, has uh, a horse in here with Stidham uh, Hardspun that might garner a lot of interest. Uh, thoughts on the Hansel? I've had time to go through 50 uh, races uh, watching the Orioles game last night. I could watch anything else I, and do anything else I possibly could. Sky's not falling here. Michael Trombetta scratched him out of opening night and moved him into the Hansel because of Virginia Bread, Virginia Sired, Virginia Certified, Virginia, Virginia, Virginia. A little softer spot than the race on opening night, I thought. And Michael, the greatest name in horse racing from Betta, uh, has this one ready to fire here off a big win at Delaware. Uh, won easily at Delaware Park. And uh, I think I'm going to use him over top of uh, a few other. The Obviously, the two-year-olds are tough. And then these are Virginia Bread, Virginia Sired. And nobody's raced on this beautiful Secretariat turf course yet. So uh, stay in is two to one, probably the choice in the race by the, uh, you know, paper-wise. But I'm going with the uh, uh, Trombetta horse on top. And Susan Cooney, we all know at Colonial Downs, loves Colonial Downs. I'll use the 5-2 in the exacta. There you go. Uh, first pick of Colonial of the of the season. The San Diego is today at Del Mar. Uh, real late race, six thirty um, out there. Be run at nine thirty East Coast time. Uh, only a field of six. Maximum security is even money. Uh, what are your thoughts with maximum security here? Yeah, the key thing, Del Mar will be running on Monday too, while Colonial Downs is running. So you want to. Watch a couple of Del Mar races to get you ready so you can bet in between Colonial races Monday night. Every Monday night they're using because of COVID substitute races. The San Diego, just a real short field, uh, obviously, uh, due to the changing of races out there where they've had to cancel days and come back. Maximum, maximum security is even money. So probably going to use them in a pick three or pick two, but I don't think anybody in this race can beat it. Yeah, certainly looks like a, a good spot to re-enter the, the, the racing schedule. Real quick, maybe the San Clemente in the closing minutes of the show on the uh, turf course, which is run just prior. Uh, this has a field of 11. Um, what are your thoughts on the San Clemente? Well, it's, it's 9 o'clock at night, so I'm getting me practice to stay up for Colonial Downs racing next week. 9 p.m. post here. Bar is light. I'm going to use with... Uh, a horse called Cheermaster. I'm use two of them and tie them into maximum security in a daily double, you know, a TV daily double for TVG. Del Mar races, uh, you know, nine and ten, real late. So I hope I have money left by that time. Yeah, I think you'll find a, a couple of nickels still to rub together there. Derby Bill, thanks a lot. Enjoy the racing today and, of course, opening week at Colonial. I uh, want to thank everybody on the show today. Daryl Wood, Frank Vespi, Karen Dennehy, Godsey, Ferris Allen, and, of course, Derby Bill Watson. Mitchell, a great job today as well. Next week, we'll have recaps from all the racing action of opening week at Colonial Downs. Can't wait to have racing return to Virginia. Thanks a lot. We'll see you next week. From the G Law Firm 
Studios, your personal injury attorneys. 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. WXGI Richmond. WTV.